Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For a bunch of boys who do sketch comedy, we're not great at this. This is Unfeatured Articles. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles, the show about finding the best and the weirdest that Wikipedia has to offer. My name is James Keogh, and joining me is Curtis Lang. Hello. And Riley McNamara. Hello, hello. Look at that succinct, like, fast intro. Just yeah, like, boom. We've nailed it we today. Here's what we've got. Let's get it. Let's get into what it. What are we doing on the podcast, James? Tell me now. Uh, look at the Wikipedia Oh, you're on, I'm on the spot. We look at a couple of articles that Ooh. might be, you say... Unfeatured. unfeatured. Oh, you know, nice no, stuff you won't usually find in the featured article no, section of Wikipedia. You wouldn't. Some you might find in the in the in the unfeatured, unfeatured section. section. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. I don't like if we this. keep, yeah, is it too on the nose? If we keep, if we just unfeatured articles because they're articles. not featured, featured articles. articles. James, we got to be on the nose in this industry, That's right? We got to find our niche. We have got to be upfront with what we are, what we do, who we, what, oh, we, what we claim to be. Okay, <laughs> All right, fair cool. enough. That was right. a fake laugh if I've ever heard yeah, one. Yeah, very. Yeah, Riley's right. just like not in present right now. He's yeah. just. He's in, hey, man, buddy. What you are you thinking around? about? Uh, still doing lines for QSE. Oh, I see. <laughs> of course. Oh, because you're um, you're 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 Shakespeare you're, you're Shakespeare boy. That's me. That's what yeah. they call me. You're in Hamlet. Yeah. And Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are and dead. RNG. Yeah. Oof. It's gonna be a good time. What a time! Killing yeah. it. I'd do it. Who do you play in both plays? Uh, so in Hamlet, I am Bernardo. I am the priest. I am the Norwegian captain. I am one of the players. And that's it for Hamlet. Nice. And then in RNG, I'm one of the players again. And the captain again. The Norwegian captain again. Classic. Sweet. Shared role. It's How's your Norwegian act? So much Can you fun. Show me some Norwegian. Uh, no. No? Got to save, save it. Got to save it, you yeah. know? We can't save be it for the show. We'll do, we'll do it live. Yeah, yeah do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it Fuck live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> oh, man. oh, boys. Let's, uh, Let's get, get into, into it, yeah? the show. Yeah. I'm you up first, James? I would love to start us off. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on this weird tangent yeah. uh, when I was looking for my article, and I ended up finding um, this story. So, or this guy. So, his name is. Uh, Elika Ballas? Elika Ballas. Elika Ballas. Elika Ballas. Yeah, name. good name. He was uh, the emperor of the Roman Empire yeah. uh, for about four years. When he was elected emperor, he was 14 years old. Sure. So the circumstances of his election, or not election rather, just like his ascending uh, ascension to the height of emperor yeah. um, is a bit what I want to talk about. Because essentially, he's just a bratty kid yeah. who yeah. managed to get emperor and then fucked everything up and Classic. got assassinated. <laughs> it was hilarious. Wow. So, uh, the year is 218. Well, no, a bit before 218 AD, right? He, this is when he was ruler. He was ruler 218 AD uh, to 222. Cool. Mm-hmm. 14 years old when he got elect- elected. He uh, developed a reputation amongst his contemporaries for extreme eccentricity decadence, and zealotry. Uh, historians like Edward Gibbon uh, wrote that Elagabeth... I'm just going to call him L. I'm just going L. to refer to him as L. Sure. Yeah. Yep. He's got a long name. 
uh, that L abandoned himself to the grossest pleasures and ungoverned fury. Uh, according to Barthold George Nebur, the name L is branded in history above all others because of his unspeakably disgusting life. Oh, Ooh. tell me more. Let's talk about L. What's he do? So, his rise to power. So, basically, uh, let's start off by noting that his family held hereditary rights to the priesthood of the sun god Elagabal. Uh, and he, before he ascended, was a high priest of Elagabal. At 14? Sun god. Yeah, he was a priest. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, also, his mum uh, was the cousin of a former emperor called Caracalla, right? Oh. So there's kind of the bit of the emperor's blood yeah, you know, yeah, online yeah. in yep. there. Um, Emperor Macrinus uh, came after Caracalla. Caracalla got assassinated. Um, Macrinus came after. And he was like, well, I don't want Caracalla's family to come after me uh-huh. because, you know, I, I took after their, their guy. So he um, exiled Elle's family to Syria, where they're originally from, right? Fair enough. Mm. To make sure that they Get don't come for him and kill him. Yep, right. Um, so here are our key players in Elle's family. Sure. We've got Break it down. Julia Mesa, who's the grandmother, uh-huh. Elle's grandmother. Uh-huh. Uh, Grandma Jules. Grandma Jules. Grandma Jules. Nice Grandma Jules. Good. Uh, Grandma Jules has two daughters, uh, Julia Avita, who is Elle's auntie, and Julia mm. Sameis, who is his mother. So Mama Jules and Auntie Jules. They're all called Julia. Why? Yeah, it's so weird. That um, would just get confused. Grandma Jules, Mama Jules, and Arnie Jules. That's the one. Alrighty. And uh, of course, Elagabalus, El himself. Bloody crown so, jewels of the family. Cra- <laughs> hey, thank you. Not bad. Thank you. Because yeah, they're emperors, and that's James' job. Going, James, mm. please. That's James' job. Granny Jules, she likes to pull the strings. She sure. likes to hatch a few plots. Yeah. Oh no. So, As you do. She's a bit upset that she got thrown out by you know Emperor Mac, uh-huh. and hatches a plot to overthrow him. Her idea is she's going to get uh, Elagabalus into the throne, uh-huh. right? So the way they do it is Elle's mom, mother, Mama Jules, yeah. publicly declares that Elle is the illegitimate son of the former emperor, Oof. which is Ooh. not true. She was just cousins with the former emperor, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we know who Elle's dad was. So they just lied. So, yeah, like, oh, <laughs> it's yeah, just it's, his, it's his son. It's his son. Just gaslighting the entire room. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Granny Jules then shows off her wealth to the third legion, and they swear their allegiance to Elle. So they've got this backing from the Third Allegiance. They basically bribed all these army men, um, and it worked. He got sworn in. Yeah. Right? Uh, the former emperor, um, Macrinus, he got really pissed. Macca. Macca. Macca got pissed, sent this commander, Julianus, like this massive you know, army commander yeah. with this big contingent of troops to like squash the rebellion and be like, no, this kid can't be emperor. Like, go mm. in. Um, the troops turned against their commanders oh, and killed everyone. Like, oh. killed their commanders, killed their officers. Julianus's head was delivered to L. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So now Which he's one's in power. Huh? Which one's Julianus? Julianus was the commander that that right. Max sent. Max so there's was Grandma like, Jules, Mama Jules, Arnie Jules, and Commander Julianus. Yeah. Right. Right. I know. Roman times are weird. Yeah. You keeping <laughs> up, ladies and gentlemen? Because I'm not. <laughs> so we've got this 14 year old in power. Yep. What does he do? Has a party. Sure he does. Standard. Him and his posse, they go to Bithia- Bithynia. They party. Party hard. Um, this is when people start to see that, oh, maybe this kid, yeah. it, maybe it was a bad idea to, to chuck this kid Fair in. Enough. Did Corey Worthington show up? Uh, he probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the original Corey Worthington. Mm. Um, Gannis is this guy. Uh, I'm sorry, Gannon? Gannis. 
Ganon. Ganon. Ganondorf. Yeah. 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 Ganondorf shows up. Yep. Fair enough. Good. And he's like, yeah, so dude, you know, you're emperor now. You should probably like live temperately and prudently. Uh, L kills him for, for, for sure. suggesting such a thing. Of course. He's like, no, kills Ganus. Yeah. Ganondorf's out. Out of the. Anyway. Jesus, why didn't they get him for the first Zelda game? Yeah, yeah right. People are starting to regret uh, electing this 14 year old into power. <laughs> yep. Uh, the yes, legions are like, oh shit, this was a bad idea. Even the third legion, who are like the reason he yeah. came into power, uh, 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 they're like, him. all right, let's have a, let's just kind of make sure things are all right. Let's kind of rebel a bit. Anyway, they get disbanded. Uh, a lot of them get murdered. Um, so basically, he is in power. He yep. devalues the Roman currency. He decreases the silver purity uh, in the denarius from fifty eight to forty six point five percent. Um, he gets his granny, uh, granny jewels and mama jewels. They get to go into the Senate just cause, just cause, um, he keeps trying to give positions of power to his lovers. So there's this one guy, this slave, um, that he was absolutely in love with. Yeah. And he was like, I want to make this guy in this position of power. And then like all of his lovers, he was just like, yeah, let's just give him positions of power. And people like, no, stop. Um, he married and divorced five women in his four year tenure. Um, one of this, this. In the four years, he would have presumably become 18 years of age oh, at yeah. the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was oh, a Vestal Lord. Virgin, which is a priestess who is celibate for 30 years, I think, in the Roman uh, yeah. thing. And he married her because he was like, but we're going to have God-like children. So I yeah. have to marry this woman. Oh, damn. Uh, but he couldn't deal. He, yeah, he couldn't deal. And then, but he divorced her, I guess. Jeez. Uh, he had, so remember how he was the priest of yeah. uh, Elagabal? He decided to have Elagabal honoured above Jupiter in, like, the hierarchy of gods so people had to worship his <laughs> oh god, my god and, like, Jeez. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, he would just prostitute himself, like, in taverns and brothels and, like, in the imperial palace. He would just, like, prostitute himself. Like, he was for just money? A, yeah, for money. He was just a wild guy. The, 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 the kid. The, fort- the kid. The fort- yep. Dude, Romans were. Romans, yeah. He got around it, dude. Man. So he's doing all this shit and people are like, I don't like this guy anymore. Yeah. Even, even Granny Jules. So yeah, even Granny, jeez. Granny Jules realizes that people don't like Elle mm. anymore. And she, again, she just likes to pull the strings. Yeah. She realizes, oh, she's at a disadvantage if Elle stays in power. Yeah. Um, she Something realizes that he and, and his mom and Mama Jules have to be replaced. Yeah. So he calls in Auntie Jules, gets uh-huh. her in, and he, her son, Alex. Right? Alex. Alex. <laughs> Alex Smith. Is his full name? Alexander. Okay. Uh, and probably some other titles that he has, but Alex. Yeah. So she decides that Alex, uh, instead of just like getting rid of Elle completely because she realized that that would probably real, you know, end in her like execution, she's like, all right, Alex is going to be sort of you, she's going to share he's going to share the consulship with yeah. you and i was like yeah cool and then he eventually realizes that uh everyone favors alex over him and so he tries to kill alex a bunch of times mm. right it doesn't fuck so eventually he strips him of all his titles revokes consulships and starts this rumor that he's almost dead like starts almost. this rumor that he's really really sick and dying just right. to see what people think um and then riots start breaking out and the guard is like all right fucking you, Alex, your mum, get over here into the Praetorian camp. And they're like, yeah, whatever, cool. So they get there and um, the soldiers, as they're all walking in, start cheering for Alex 
and just ignoring L completely. And like L's just like, what the fuck is this? And so he gets pissed. He orders an arrest and execution of anyone who takes place in this display of insubordination. And in response, they all kill him. They, they're just like, nah, no, okay. No, not We're having a bar of that. Uh, there's this quote that says, he made an attempt to flee and would have got away, with, away somewhere by being placed in a chest had he not been discovered and slain at the age of 18. His mother, who embraced him and clung tightly to him, perished with them. Their heads were cut off and their bodies, after being stripped naked, were dragged all over the city and then the mother's body was cast aside somewhere or other Jesus. while his uh, while his body was thrown into the Tiber, which is the, 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 r- river, the river in the Rome. Yeah. yeah. Now, so that's the that's the ballad. So he's got a real life Elagabalus, Joffrey, right? Yeah, he's just like a yeah. bratty kid. Um, one probably, other thing, it's probably where bloody old mate George got the inspiration for Joffrey. Probably yeah. this bratty. It's I when I was reading it, I was like, it's almost as if a bloody ninth grader got elected president and was just like, yeah, our new it's salute. Almost as if it's our exactly. new salute is a dab. We just yeah. go, yeah, that's what. This is the way we live. Um, All hail the emperor. Boom. Boom. <laughs> um, one other thing of note, of merit, uh, he invented the whoopee cushion. Hang on, what? Yeah, so there's this... Um, I can't believe you didn't lead with that. I, <laughs> that's how, how, is I that, found- how is that one other thing of note? <laughs> right. Because, um, like, this is how I found it, because I was, like, looking at whoopee cushions, and I was like, yeah, it, it was, the article was, like, invented in Roman times, and I was like, what? So there's this article that deconstructs a book that was written about him, uh, and it basically gives a summary that says he invented a prototype whoopee cushion. <laughs> Many of his humbler friends he used to seat on air pillows instead of cushions and would let out the air while they were dining, so that often the diners would suddenly uh, were suddenly found under the tables. Finally, he was the first to think of sending out a semicircle on the ground, not on couches, so that the air cushions might be loosened by slave boys at their feet to let out the air. Uh, there's also a bit about how he would just order 10,000 mice and like feed them glass. So like, Whoa. just like a shitty kid. This dude does sound like Joffrey, <laughs> like right? Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Fucking um, hell. That's Elagabalus. Elagabalus. What a weird guy. Yeah. Well, shit guy. Also, shit just guy. A, yeah. Well, shit dude. Yeah. Um, got a cool name though. Like right. Yeah. His. Uh, I was just having a look. His. I think it's Rainal name, like Rainal name or something like mm. that. The name that he took when he became emperor. Yeah. Imperator Caesar Marcus Aurelius Autonomus Augustus. Not bad. So what he's done there is he's just nicked a bunch of other dudes' names. He's taken yeah. everybody he else's did. name and um, put Imperator in front of There was of it. a thing about like how uh, in honor of that original guy who used to be uh, for, of Caracalla, he just like took all of his names as well. Um, yeah, jeez. times were weird. Damn right. times were weird, man. Cool names though. Cool names. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next. Yay. I'll jump in. Hit it up. All right. Um... So yeah, on the on the topic of shitty things, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some real shitty things. Oh, let's. Um, does everybody know what a pangolin is? No, I, I think I'm pronouncing it right. Um, Zane knows he made a huff. Uh, so a pangolin is like a scaled mammal, yeah. uh, which is native to Africa, um, and they are one of no, not one of. They are the most trafficked animal in the world. Oh, no. Oh, but it's so adorable, though. Yeah, it's so cute. It's What's like it this a pangolin, P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N. It's like a big anteater. Yeah, it's like a big scaly anteater. Um, they're odd-looking, but their faces are so sweet. They look like, yeah. I don't know how to put this. It's like a sloth crossed with some kind of dinosaur. Yeah. 
And an anteater. And, and, like, and an anteater. And like an echidna or something. Yeah, until yeah, like it's yeah. like weird. It is very but like, cute. It's this little cute thing. And it's... It's the most like, trafficked animal yeah, in the world. Believed to be one of the, it, it's believed to make up as much as 20% of all illegal wildlife trade. Jesus. Like it is one-fifth of every trafficked thing. Christ. Why? On, Break it down for me, Riley. Um, yeah, mainly why? for their for the scales. Like those, you know, the scales that are on them. Mm. Um, so they are... It's, it's victim of poaching, trafficking, and the sale of them. Uh, of, you know, their scales. Mostly. Because um, they are believed to treat a variety of health conditions uh, in traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, no, they're not, from, they're not from Africa. This is a map here, and I'm t- horrendously bad at geography. Um, oh, f- that one. That's Africa, right? It has That's, three, yeah. uh, which comprises four species living in Asia. Uh, oh, sorry. There's, a, there's the manis. So there's three um, like variants of the species. The manis, which is, comprises four species living in Asia. Fantanginius, which comprises two species living in Africa, and Smutsia, which comprises two species also living in Africa. Yeah, cool. So mostly in Africa, in a bit of uh, Asia as well. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're, their scales are believed to treat a variety of health conditions in traditional Chinese medicine. They use as an, an ingredient pretty, pretty often there. And they are also a delicacy in Vietnam and China, um, oh. like to eat. Mm. Um, so the Convention on International Trade of Endangered Species, which re- regulates the international wildlife trade, has placed restrictions on them since 1975. Yeah. Uh, and in 2016, it added all eight pangolin species to its Appendix 1, reserved for the strictest prohibitions on animal threatened with extinction. So basically, they've had restrictions on it since 1975. And in 2016, um, every species of the pangolin on the planet, mm. they've chucked in this appendix, which says this is not going well. Yeah. Yikes. Um, yeah. So they're, they're mammals of uh, the order Folidota. Uh, for anyone keeping keeping score there, uh, they are, they're the only mammal known to have the big keratin, uh, yeah, keratin scales on them. Right. Um, and common name is the scaly anteater. Huh. That's like what makes their sense. Yeah. Is. And they used to be considered anteaters, like before we knew exactly what they were. Um, their behavior is like varies by species. Some of them live on the ground uh, in burrows, and some of them live up in trees. Um, they are commonly picked on by big cats as Aww. frequent. Oh, uh, as in big, like lions, like like big big cats, yeah, not, not just a large. I just not, meant like just, big not, cats, not, not just a large kitten. <laughs> no, um, no, there's a picture of um, an Indian pangolin defending itself against uh, Asiatic lions, and it's just curled up in a ball, and the lions are just like, well. Nothing we can do now. Yeah, it's just kind of we're, doing we're a... We're shit out of We're shit out of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Might as well go to Maccas. <laughs> All right, next. Um, so, yeah, they... Uh, where are we? Yeah, common predator to big cats, but while well-equipped to defend against natural predators, they're easily caught by poachers. Yeah. Because, um, like, that, that, that picture there pretty accurately sums up their defense mechanism, which is rolled into this ball of scaly, like, impenetrable yeah. armor. Right. Um, so, like, obviously no one can get at it. No. Because, like... Teeth can't penetrate it, claws can't penetrate it. Um, but yeah, they're very because when they do that, it's not like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. They don't they right. don't like start rolling at shit. They yeah, they fast. just they just stop. Yeah. They stop and curl up into a ball. So yeah. poachers just kind of pick them up. Aww. Um, which is really shitty. Um they yeah, they're um as well as being used in medicine, the scales have also been used. There's a picture here of a coat made out of pangolin scales, like mm. a shirt. Um on the display, coat of armor, yeah. Yeah, on display in the Royal Armory in Leeds. Uh, it was given to King George III, apparently, huh. in 1820, uh, with a helmet also made of the pangolin scales. 
Um, and yeah, the trade has been going on for centuries. Like, are they like are they endangered? Like, are they they're critically are we, endangered? Yeah, very oh, endangered. No. Yeah, very very endangered. Um, so the the trade of pangolins has been I has been going for ages, uh, centuries yeah. and centuries. Um, the earliest example is in 1820. Um, Francis Rawdon, the first mar- Marquis of Hastings, uh, an East India Company governor. Um, yeah, they presented King George III with the coat and the armor. King George III. Yeah. Three. Three. King Sorry. George III. King George III. King George III. Let's be respectful of the British monarchy, King George III. Okay. I'd rather not. King George III started this pangolin trade. Let's, let's King George three keep going. King George the worst. King George nice. the fuck. King George. We've all seen Hamilton, all right. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, actually, I've only seen Hamilton here. So all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Once again, it's time to go shopping for a new podcast. Host. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? Uh, um, so yeah, that that uh, trade has been going off ages. Um, what else do they do? Um, black the black market pangolin trade is primarily active in Asia. Demand is usually high for their scales, but the whole animals are sold either living or dead as well for the production of other yeah. stuff like for traditional um, Chinese medicine, right? Yeah, well, mainly for traditional Chinese Altern- medicine. Alternative medicine but, already controversial. <laughs> yikes! We're not doing that on this podcast. No. Um, yeah, so tra- trade a lot for the scales, which are used in medicine, but they also um, consumption of the meat. Pangolin, As a delicacy, right. Pangolin meat is a delicacy, considered a delicacy in China yeah. and Vietnam. And in China, the meat is believed to have nutritional value that makes it particularly good for kidney function. As in like mm, when you right. eat it, your kidneys are better? Or like it's improved yeah. kidney kidneys function. are yeah. very good. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their <laughs> kidneys I've just, function yes, really well. They, yeah. they are, they're good for eating because their kidneys work well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I've so just looked up um, all Not going to get any... P in the in the in the <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just looked up all the subset species and yeah they are all critically yeah, endangered all on that and list. on the um the so the the list by the Endangered Species Association is um probably not what it's called I can't remember what it's called yeah what's the place called that like rank like, like takes care of animals and then list of I U C N there you go yeah I U C N um so oh, yeah. yeah it goes extinct extinct in the wild critically endangered endangered vulnerable non-threatened and then least concern yeah. oh, so like not a lot of stuff is is in least concern yeah. there's, there's yeah. like strange there's like <laughs> ants bugs that's about it yeah. fair enough yeah um in 2014 <laughs> uh the U- iucn they categorized all eight species of ma- uh, pangolin as red list which yeah. i believe is like yeah critically endangered yeah. engages yeah that's sad it's very sad Properly um, listed as being threatened with extinction. That sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, as I mentioned, um, they're traded for their scales and for their meat. The scales on the black market mm. uh, can fetch more than $3,000. Per uh, scale? Uh, per kilogram. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm assuming it's American dollars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know for certain. But, uh, yeah, 3000 bucks a kilo on the black market. Uh, their meat, as we've talked about, uh, can cost as much as 150 bucks a pound. Oof. And that's 150 American a pound, which is yeah. like under half a kilo. Um, one restaurant in Ho Chi Minh City, um, they serve pangolin on the menu and it's the most expensive item on its menu. And they actually have a whole menu of exotic wildlife, apparently. Oh, that's gross. Requiring a deposit and a few hours, few hours notice. Huh. Jeez. Jesus. 
Restaurant, well, em- restaurant, restaurant employees yeah, right. kill the animal at the table in front of diners to show authenticity and freshness. That's yeah. ridiculous. Fucking hell. What the fuck? How is that legal? Well, like, how is that legal? Um, according to Dan Chandler of the IUCN, Pangolin Specialist Group, the fact that it's illegal isn't played down and is even attractive because it adds to the element what? that you are live that you live beyond the law. Ah, oh, rich people Jeez. suck. Rich people, rich people do people suck. Fucking and awful. again, if you're gonna eat it, gotta know where it, it's best to know where it comes from. I guess. Just don't eat it. Yeah, just don't like, eat it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> don't don't do that at all. Um, so there are other less common things that it's used for um, and sold for on the market. Uh, one of the most horrific ones is pangolin wine, which is produced by boiling rice wine with a baby pangolin. Fuck that. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. Riley, I said do a sad one before we started this podcast, but this is, you've really rooted me here, dude. <laughs> Mate. You get what you are, yeah. But yeah. I do be I careful get, what yeah, you wish for. Karma, but like at the same time, I told you. Um, pangolin blood is similarly viewed Fuck. as having medicinal value. Pangolin skin has also been trafficked. In 2015, Uganda reported it had seized two tons of pangolin skins. Oof, that's a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. As ever, there's heaps of different organizations out there fighting for. Um. You know telling people to stop being such fucking dickheads and yeah. killing them. The third um, Saturday in February is promoted as World Pangolin Day. I don't think that's promoted enough. Yeah, right. Absolutely I did not know not about this. I need to know Fishing about position of the podcast, favourite holiday? World, World Pangolin, Pangolin Day, Day, of course. Yes. World Pangolin Day. Man, maybe we'll do a Pangolin and, uh, episode next year. And our main man... What is it, 3rd February? 3rd Saturday in February. The 3rd Saturday in February. So, oh, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a heap of awareness for it. Our main man... Uh, David Attenborough. Love him. The boy. He's well and truly behind this stuff. Yeah. Of course he is. Um, yeah. There's a lot. On the 17th of February 2017, a day before World Pangolin Day, officials in Cameroon burned three tons of confiscated pangolin scales, mm. representing up to 10,000 animals. Um, government Jesus. had confiscated more than eight tons of pangolin scales since 2013. Fucking hell. That's insane. That's a lot. Yeah. That's so much. For, for something that, like, the amount of trafficking that goes on for something that seems, like, so arbitrary, mm. like, just the thrill of tasting this weird meat or, like, scales in some weird brew. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's very it's weird. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh, thanks for bringing us down, Riley. Yeah, sorry, guys. Oh, my goodness. Just... You guys want me to make you giggle? Please. All righty. Guys, yeah, I'm going to talk about Mike the Headless Chicken. Bring us back from the brink. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm talking about Mike the Headless Chicken. Now, as opposed to... Uh, now, something bad happened to this animal. Okay. Um, but uh, he persevered through struggle and um, went on to have a beautiful story and a beautiful life. So I let's, mean, let's, let's so dive into... T- 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 tell me... What happened to this chicken? Yeah. Uh, well, I think the name is kind of got his head cut off, Riles. Oh, 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 is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I see. Anyway, Mike the Hairless Chicken, also known as Miracle Mike, yeah, uh, was a chicken that lived for eighteen months after his head had been cut off. Eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah. Fuck, James, can you what? find the lifespan, the general lifespan of a chicken for me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, James, can you do that? Hang on, his species is here. Wyandotte. W y a n d o t t e. Oh, oh, yep. How long do Wyandotte chickens live? And while you do that, so yeah. yeah, he lived for eighteen months after his head had been cut off. Although six the to story, he, six lived, to twelve. Okay, years. Right. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's get into this. Okay. Although the story was thought by many to be a hoax, the bird's owner took him to the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Utah, to establish the facts. Huh. So, 
Um, on September 10th, 1945, farmer Lloyd Olson uh, of Colorado was planning to eat supper with his mother-in-law and was sent out in the yard by his wife to bring back a chicken. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Olson chose a five-and-a-half-month-old uh, chicken named Mike. The axe removed the bulk of the, of the head but missed the jugular vein, leaving one ear and most of the brainstem intact. Oh, right. Yeah. So not a great executioner, um, no. Lloyd Olson. Yeah, mate. So the axe removed the bulk of the head but missed the jugular... Uh, I just read that sentence. <laughs> Due to Olson's <laughs> failed attempt to behead Mike, the chicken was able to still was still able to balance on a perch and walk clumsily. He attempted to preen, peck for food and crow, though with limited success. His crow. this? Rough, I know, right? His crowing consisted of a gurgling sound made in his throat. Oh. When Mike did like not that. die, Olsen instead decided to care for the bird. Oh. Hard, heartfelt, am I right? Oh. Olsen, I failed to kill you. Dumber. I'll take you in, mate. Yeah, right. Olsen instead decided to care for the bird. He fed it with a mixture of milk and water via an eyedropper and gave it small grains of corn. Where would you what drop f- it? Just through down the, the hole. Lloyd, Ooh. what the fuck? Why would you... Take off half of a chicken's head, and they're like, "You know what? I'm going to keep this. I'll keep you around. I'm going to prolong your suffering." (laughs) Yeah, right. I've already caused you immense pain. Let's just well, We'll why why would we stop? Why would we stop? For the fame, I guess. Have you seen a picture? The picture? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of hard to discern, but you can definitely see that something's missing. It definitely doesn't have a head. Yeah, well, not a whole one anyway. Um, so once his fame had been established, right? Mike began a, a career of touring sideshows in the company of such other creatures as a two-headed baby. Ooh. He was also photographed for dozens of magazines and papers and was featured in Time and Life magazine. Uh, Mike was put on display to the public for an admission cost of 25 cents. At the height of his popularity, the chicken's owner earned US $4,500 per month. Huh. 49300 today. Oh, damn. And That's was valued at $10,000. The chicken itself? Yeah. So this dude was making bang over buck because he couldn't... Because he failed to kill a chicken. Kill his dinner properly. Yeah. All right. Uh, but he, alas, in March 1947, at a motel in Phoenix on a stopover while traveling back from tour, Mike started choking in the middle of the night. He managed to get a kernel of corn oh. in his uh, stuck in his throat. No, the Olsons had inadvertently left their feeding and cleaning syringes at the sideshow the day before, so they're not even good chicken carers, headless chicken carers. I mean, to be fair, hard to be, but <laughs> um, you did get yourself in this. You made your own yeah. bed, is all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so they left it at the sideshow the day before, and so were unable to save Mike. Oh. Olson claimed that he had sold the bird off, resulting in stories of Mike still touring the country as late as 1949. Other sources say that the chicken's severed trachea could not probably take in enough air to be able to breathe and it therefore choked to death in the motel. Interesting. So, so wait, so yeah. Olsen was just like, oh, I, I sold him. He didn't die. He's I sold fine. him. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's all good. <laughs> give him money. Like, why would I didn't kill a chicken. Didn't what are you talking about? Why, why would people still give him money if he's like, oh, I don't have the chicken anymore? I don't think they gave him money. No, probably yeah, not. Good. I don't know. I don't know why he lied. Um, Olsen, you just sort your life out, buddy. So yeah, the re- yeah. Get it together. <laughs> Um, the reason that, look, it was determined that the axe had missed the jugular vein, right? Yeah. Yeah. And a clot had prevented Mike from bleeding to death. Huh. Um, although most of his head was severed, most of his brain stem and one ear were left on the body. Uh, since basic functions such as breathing, his heart rate, um, et cetera, as well as, uh, most of the chicken's reflex actions are controlled by the brain stem. Mike was able to remain quite healthy. This is a good example of central motor generators, uh, enabling basic, Homo, uh, homeostatic. Thank homeostatic, you. Yep. Homeostatic functions to be carried out in the absence of higher brain centers. Huh. Interesting, right? 
Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, we all know that, like, the chickens, like, run around when their head's cut off. Right. Like, that, that old yeah, that's thing that you'd all talk about in primary school. And you're like, yeah. do you hear that? When you cut a chicken's head off, runs around. Yeah. It's cool. Do you reckon this is, like, the start of that? Like, the start Maybe, of that yeah. idea? Well, it seems to be, like, ingrained in, like, pop culture a little bit. Yeah. Because he was in Time and Life magazines and that kind of thing. Um, Mike the Headless Chicken is now an institution in Colorado with an annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day. Hey, the third week of May started in 1999. <laughs> okay, now second which, favorite day. Which holiday do we like more? I like the absolutely pangolin. Yeah, yeah we got to do it for the pangolin. The third weekend of May starting in 1999. Events held include uh, the 5K Run Like a Headless Chicken race. That's good. Uh, 5Ks. What does that mean? Like <laughs> what does that mean? Like just no arms. So you just, just fucking you run flop like a headless chicken for five everywhere. kilometers. I can't Oof. run five kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, egg toss. Nice. Pin the head on the chicken. Oh god. Bit morbid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the chicken cluck off and chicken bingo, in which chicken drop-ins on a number agree to choose the numbers. That's very good. That's quite funny. I like that. <laughs> uh, Mike the Headless Chicken was an inspiration for the poultry-themed comedy punk band, The Radioactive Chicken Heads, mm. serving as their subject of their 2008 song, Headless Mike, for which a music video was filmed. The band also features a headless Mike puppet, which is frequently used in their live shows. Nice. So yeah. There it's you Mike go. Mike the Headless Chicken. Mike the Headless Chicken. The life and times of Mike the Headless Chicken. Yeah. Man, oh, man. He didn't even get to like experience his fame because he didn't have a head. Also, yeah. he was a chicken, and he was also a chicken. Yeah, so yeah. he really just did not get the most of this fame that he <laughs> yeah, was getting. He got, yeah. the, he got the roar. I wonder what cut he got. Fifty grand a month. Yeah, right. Imagine making that, and that's American too. Yeah, yeah. So that's like what seventy grand Australian, probably eighty grand Australian a month. Probably like sixty-eight, yeah. seventy. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell! That could. I could do you, couldn't it? Do you reckon yeah. he was still a farmer, like by the end of it, like getting fifty thousand yeah. a month, and then he went back for eighteen like, well, months, back to the tomato fields. Yeah, right. Do you, like he tried it again, like he tried to like yeah. get another headless Maybe chicken. Maybe I can repeat. Yeah. <laughs> so many chickens. Oh no, Riley, I've lied to you. It's uh, eighty. It's seighty nine thousand five hundred eighty eight dollars and five cents. That's a very. Uh, that's a, big, the a large amount of money. That's a large amount of money. Yeah. I'd love 80 grand a month. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, huh? Yeah, be okay. All you have to do is be bad at killing a chicken. I'd even yeah. be happy to work for 80 grand a month. Yeah. Like, I would go to a job. Would you badly that. kill a chicken for 80 grand a month? Probably not. Yes. Yeah. What, like, uh, is, is, it, look, is, is, it guaranteed, is it guaranteed or is it like trial and error? So, okay, okay. That you okay. have to go through Ooh, like, yeah. un, uh, like 400 chickens before you get one that's going to last. Oh, damn. Um, I think, okay, you have to kill... Yeah, you have to kill as many chickens as it takes until you get that right. So cut. is it like the lottery? Like you got like you you walk up to like um like a standard affair. Yeah, and like if you shoot the right target, you get a bear. But in this case, if you if kill you, a chicken in the correct way, you get eighty grand. But if you don't kill the chicken, if you cut a chicken's correct head correct off and don't kill it, you get eighty grand a month. If you cut a chicken's off, a chicken's head off, and you don't kill it, you get eighty grand a month. If you cut the chicken's head off and it dies, that weighs on your soul. Yeah, yeah for you go to hell. You go to hell. And the RSPCA they won't take 80 like grand a month. Yeah, they take, yeah, just, <laughs> no, you don't deserve this. 80 grand of soul money. Oh, yeah. How do farmers do it? I just, come on. Come on, guys. Different times. Different. Like my, my, grand, my grandparents used to own a farm and like yeah. mum has all these horror stories of, not, not horror stories, but like has all these stories of them growing up on the farm. And one night um, all the cows, like they didn't lock up their paddock. So they yeah. got into the rice paddock and ate a whole bunch of like not, ready rice oh no and so what happened is the cow's stomachs like because they started digesting it it wasn't ready like, mm. to be eaten yet 
it got like super, super gaseous and like their stomachs were just like expanding and oh, filling damn. up with this gas. And mum just tells this story of Nan and Pop just waking up in the middle of the night, grabbing two big knives out of the kitchen and they're just running around in the paddock, stabbing the cows to like <sighs> let the gas out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> Little what known a way fact. to deal with the problem. Yeah, that night is like solely responsible for climate change. Like yeah. just all the body emissions from that night are like yeah. damn it, a hole in the ozone. Like, you say it's a, it's a different time, but it still happens. It still like, happens. Yeah. So no, where does city boys? I just yeah. could never be a farmer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I play Stardew Valley. That's yeah, the same that's the same thing. Right? thing. Yeah. Ooh. Oh man. <laughs> well, boys, we're gonna vote for a winner. We yeah. do. Wow. Um, um, we got we got we got to line up that bracket, baby. All yeah. Right. So in, I. So what did you do, James? Not too long time. In four episodes time. I think so. I did uh, Elagabalus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the prince? Uh, no, the <laughs> who, who was Emperor? the right, Joffrey? The, Joffrey. 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 Um, I had Pangolin trade, the I, saddest thing in the world. Yeah, yep. and I had Mike the headless chicken. So Curtis. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna vote for Pangolin trade because that made me feel in my soul. Oh damn! All yeah. right. Heartless. Um, I think All we right. need to talk about it a bit more. Yeah. Um, I, mean, um, I, I don't know, because yours are both like equal levels of stupid. Not, not, not stupid. It's just like I can't believe that the chicken. I, I'm more mad about like, good on your mic. Like you did what you you did what you did, but yeah. like Lloyd, fucking Lloyd Olson. Yeah. How can you be that inept? Yeah. At, at your job. S- at so it's many your things. Job. It is your job. So many things. <laughs> um, I'm 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 gonna go with uh with, with Joffrey. Soz, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I am gonna go for the headless chicken. So that means we are tiebreaker. Oh. Oh. We have to go to our lovely tiebreaker, oh, Mr. Zane Weber. That means I win. D- <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> He's back. The villain of. How the you cast. doing, mate? How's your week been? You sound like oh. you're ready to shit on someone's dreams. Look, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's a three-way tie, right? Yeah. So I just yeah. got to pick, pick one. You just pick one. Or you can do an article and we can read <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, f- I don't, I don't know. How much do you want me to throw you under the bus here, Riley? <laughs> a lot. Do it. I'm changing my vote oh, to Mike. Because <laughs> uh, I might have done some research for one of you guys. Zane, oh, I, will, I will come clean. Oh, Zane, get you you up. You absolutely Excuse cheat. me, Mr. Top Chill. 10 Weirdest Wikipedia Articles. <laughs> okay, I fully admitted to that one, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I've now admitted. We never said that was again. Okay. I've right. now admitted to Zane giving me the article. Right, fair enough. There we go. I will say my vote goes to Elagabalus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you always throw me for a curve on this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> because Romans are gross. Yeah. Romans are gross. All right, so justice was served. Yes. Thank you, Zane. You're welcome. <laughs> Radio well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, Elegabalus goes back Elegabalus. to... Elegabalus. Back to his rule. Elegabalus. All right, well, there you yeah. go. Elegabalus, winner for episode 28 yes. of, un- of Unfeatured Articles. Fantastic. Mm, well, yeah. thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us on, of course, iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and all your podcatchers. Share us around if you like us. Uh, we're on social medias, aren't we, fellas? Yes, we are. We, we are. are on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash unfeatured articles. Mm-hmm. And we're on Instagram. Yes, we are. Uh, Riley? Uh, at unfeatured articles. <laughs> Did you just forget what we are? Unfe- I wanted to give Riley a thing to I, say. I, I, I was, was like, going to Twitter. Yeah, I was going to do Twitter. Do Twitter. Normal. Do Twitter. All right. So we're on Instagram as unfeatured articles. Correct. And we're at Twitter on unfeatured pod. Cool. 
Um, our theme song is Precatorian Friends by uh, Kevin McLeod. Yeah, and you can find uh, all of our previous episodes uh, in, and all the ones that are coming out soon on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other good Potter of your. I did that one. Did you? I did that did one. Oh, yeah. I just. Oh, no. that's all right. You can talk one. about that's not canon. I can talk about. I was. I was just gonna say. Make sure you go back and listen to all our. Uh, if you if you haven't caught up, make sure you catch up on all our episodes because uh, so you're up to date. So you're up to date for the bracket the, for, the, for, the, for bracket. the big boy bracket. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to be doing. Yes, uh, um, I'm going to plug my shit while I got time. So please do, as y'all. we spoke about at the, at the top of the show, I'm in uh, a couple of shows with Queensland Shakespeare Ensemble. Uh, we are kicking off on the 23rd of August and running until the 9th of September. We are doing Hamlet. Uh, you may have heard of it, and <laughs> we're doing Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is a modern sort of contemporary spin on Hamlet, kind of. Uh, it's Hamlet in the wings. Yeah, pretty sort much. Yeah. Pretty much. It's a bit absurd. It's, it's, it's a bit very yeah. funny. It's very funny. It's very meta. Anybody who's play. been involved in a theater production um, will have a lot of laughs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so they run. We're doing them in rep. So we're doing one night. We're doing Hamlet. Next night, we're doing RNG. They run from the 23rd of August until the 9th of September. Um, you can get tickets to either or both. There is a discount if you get tickets to both. Um, yeah. Is there a link for that? There is a link. It's on the QSA website. Great. Which I'll I don't the know notes. off the top of my head. Yeah, we'll, so yeah, we'll put it in the show we'll notes. put it in the show notes. Awesome. Um, I am also going to plug, uh, because it would have just come out, uh, I've got a new podcast Ooh. with the lovely Liz Keogh, James's sister. Yes. It's called uh, One Mile in Your Shoes, and every week we swap um, an aspect of our lives because she has got her life together, and by all rights, I should be dead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to swap things like diet, dates, um, nightlife, cars. Um, what else are we Phones, Oof. underwear at one point. That one was fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that one's coming out on Friday, the 27th of July. Um, and so I'm pretty sure it'll be out by the time this episode drops. Hopefully. So go catch it on um, any of, of the podcast catches you've got or the TNC website. Love that. Um, awesome. And thank you so much for watching. Join us next time. And as always, browse responsibly. Bork, hello. Bork, bork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.